Welcome back to the Bomb Squad Sports Betting Podcast. It's been a hot minute. You haven't heard from us in months, but we decided just a couple days ago that we would do a podcast episode for March Madness, which begins Thursday, our favorite time of the year. So so much so much so that I would even venture to say I would rather work on Christmas than March Madness. I tell people that. 100% agree. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So what we're going to do, we kind of talked about how we want to format this because there's a number of ways you can do this, obviously. We're just going to go through, and we're going to talk a little bit about each game kind of going through um, and how we're feeling it for these first, you know, Thursday, Friday games and maybe even some future matchups that we're possibly excited about um, kind of moving forward because I bet there's some different future bets out there. I looked at a couple on FanDuel the other day. I know they're coming out with more and more the books are, so want to hop on some of those too for sure, I think, so – First matchup of the day on Thursday is 12-15. We got West Virginia and Maryland. West Virginia is a nine seed. Maryland's an eight seed. What do you see here, A-bombs? So for me, I'm a huge Bob Huggins fan, always have been. Um, I think that they hold the the key to victory here with their press and the way they're going to pressure you on defense, even in the half court. Um. Maryland, obviously a very talented team. A lot of people this year thought that they were the best team in the Big Ten, talent-wise. For me, they are a pretty veteran team. I just think West Virginia edges them out here. I think the difference will be that press. Uh, And I actually think West Virginia is going to give Alabama a very tough game round two if they do beat Maryland because of that different dynamic of being super athletic, super fast, playing hard defense. That's something Alabama hasn't really faced a lot this year. I think so. Do you like them? Do you like them straight up? You think spread or what do you think? Um, one to ten. I so I like the one to ten best just because I'm getting a lot of value here at like plus one eighty, plus one ninety, plus two hundred. Um, I haven't really dove into this game per se. I'm looking at the line right here. West Virginia's two and a half point favorites. I would lean the one to ten because it is. Plus 184. So yeah. if I'm betting two of those and two teams I think will win, chances are most most March Madness games are close games because it's neutral site. There's no inherent advantage for either team. So that's why we see so many teams covering. Uh historically, teams are more underdogs are more likely to cover than favorites to cover. Right. So if I think West Virginia is gonna win, I don't think it's really smart to do minus two and a half here because the likelihood of them blowing them out by more than 10 points is not very good for me. So yeah, I would do one to 10 here. Yeah. I like that too. And that's what I was going to say too. I think that one to 10, eight, nine matchups historically too, I feel like are very, very close when we're looking at the grand scheme of March madness. Um, and believe it or not, the nine seed has been more successful the last 10 or so years. I saw that stat yesterday that they had like the different matchups and who upsets who the most and which teams are most successful. I saw that and thought that was kind of funny. They're like 58% um, or something since 2006 yeah. or 2007. Yeah. So if you're the, the people seeding them, uh, the March Madness brackets, which sometimes I don't think they're as good as they think they are, maybe you should reevaluate <laughs> based on percentages. <laughs> or maybe it easy. matchups. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I mean, it's good TV. Uh, 1240, true TV. We got uh, Furman versus Virginia. I think this one will actually be pretty close. I'm excited about this game. Not like super excited in terms of all the matchups we have on Thursday or even Friday, but it's one that I think will be closer than people maybe think. Uh, sorry, what was the game was that? Virginia. I actually, I actually just got offered to do another game on Friday, Kentucky and Providence. 
but I'm torn because I want to watch with the boys Friday night. That's right. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll get back to that later. But what was the game? Uh, Virginia's next versus Furman. Virginia and Furman. So I know this has already been t- being talked about by a lot of people. This is upset alert here. That's um, what I said, Furman, yeah. I actually have on my on my my number one bracket, I have Furman winning this game. Um, plus 188, even plus 1 to 10 at plus 260. Both very good odds. I do like them to cover plus 5.5. Um, Virginia obviously could win this game. They're very good defensively. They're coached very well. They have a great point guard in Kihei Clark. Um, it's a very exciting game for, for Thursday at 1240. I'll, I'll be on my edge of my seat for this game. I think it's going to be a one to two possession game. Most of the game mm-hmm. uh, can, as long as Furman doesn't have a lapse where they're not scoring because Virginia's defense is that good. If they can keep it close, Furman is a live dog for sure. Oh yeah. And that's, that's what I said. I think this is one of the games that I'm, I'm excited about. Maybe not in the grand scheme of things on Thursday and Friday, like most excited about first rounds, but I think it'll be a really exciting game for something we have at 1240, which is great, great, because I don't want to be sitting there being like, oh, we got three blowouts, you know. I think it's a very good possibility. I like the one to ten. I even like the spread to even put it like in a parlay possibly because I do think they'll cover. The first thing I look at when the schedule comes out is who's playing the very – who's the opening tip of the first round? Because um, sometimes they'll just give you like a – a shitty three versus 14 game. No, I'm glad they gave us Maryland, West Virginia, two big time programs, two, two good coaches. Let's duke it out right from the start. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree. And then the next game, we got 140. We got Missouri and Utah State. Honestly, I haven't watched Utah State that much this year. Watched Missouri a couple different times. Was mildly impressed with them. So I don't really know where I'm going to lean here just because I haven't seen enough on Utah State yet or done research. So Utah State is another veteran team. They're very solid one through six. Uh, But I don't know how Missouri is the underdog right now, plus money. I would take their money line straight up right now, plus 100, and not think twice about it. I think they're a very good team. They were very underrated all year. Uh, They looked darn good in the SEC tournament from the games I did see. Uh, yeah, my money would be on Missouri. Gotcha. That's I was gonna say too, just because I haven't seen Utah State, but I know how fair that assumption was. Um, and then, I, I think as a whole, the SEC is a lot stronger than the Mountain West. The Mountain West has a history of not mm-hmm. being in the tournament as well. That's true. To get Missouri at even money here is pretty good odds. I would take them probably the minus one twenty five. Right. I like that. Um, and then next game will probably be kind of one of our first probably blowouts. We got Howard versus Kansas. Um. Kansas has been playing pretty good. I mean, not obviously they kind of blew it in the conference play, but um, overall they're always kind of that blue blood that's always there and playing really well. So I don't see this being a close one. So hear me out. I have two potential bets. Mm-hmm. So everything's obviously juiced. They are going to kill them. Team total is 84 and a half. I would either take their team total over 84 and a half. Right now it's minus 104 on Fandle. Pretty decent odds. And they're, even if their backups are better than Howard's starters. Um, but a a play depending on the number that I'm looking at when player props come out I'm planning on taking Jalen Wilson they're all American forwards under on points Mm -hmm. and you're looking at me like why I'll tell you why because they're probably going to be up 15 to 20 at halftime so unless he has been scoring a lot at the start of games early but he doesn't need to be he doesn't need to exhaust himself in this game he can save his energy for Saturday when they play so my thing is, I think that they will kind of uh, uh, 
utilize their minutes more instead of playing their five starters there for 35 minutes each. Mm -hmm. That's my guess. I think, I think that would be the best value is to take either him or Grady Dix under someone who they're not going to play their normal 35 minutes. I would assume. Right. And not only that, but I feel like when a 16 seed plays a one seed like that, a lot of times they're, they think their best bet is to really lock up their best player and really concentrate on him. So I think he's okay with taking a little bit of a back. Work the clock. Yeah. Take it, you know, like, Hey, I don't need to necessarily have the best game ever. You know, I'm just going to kind of, which sometimes that makes the game closer, but I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case here. Right. Howard's probably trying to make it dirty and Kansas is like, whatever. We don't need Jalen Wilson to score 30 versus Howard to win. Hopefully. Right. So yeah, that's where I would lean on that game. And then we, so we got another matchup right after this back-to-back one seeds, Alabama versus on my bracket right now, it says to be determined. The next game is Charleston and San Diego state on Thursday. Oh, for some reason, it's saying that oh, game. Never mind. They're, just not showing odds. They're just not showing odds for Alabama on FanDuel. Yeah. That's what it is. Oh, it's because it's a playing game. That's what I was going to say. They still have the game that they got to. And so who are they, who can they possibly play? It's not going to matter. They would play either Southeast Missouri State or Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Yeah, so um, Alabama's with them. Yeah, I don't know where. It's, it's hard to handicap a game when you don't know who they're going to play. But. This is another game I think I'd probably take, like, Brandon Miller's under. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I can't imagine he's going to play 30-plus minutes against the 16 seed. No, no, I don't I don't think so. That one will be a quick – I mean, that was a quick one, I think. And then next yeah, game – I don't really know. Like, if, if I'm watching those games, I don't even know what I'm rooting for. Maybe a first-half spread by Alabama by the one seed to cover or maybe a right. first-half team total. Something fun. Those games are hard to handicap, the 16 ones. Oh, yeah. They're, they're ones that usually, honestly, I don't bet too much on when we do bet. Like, I'll just be like, oh, I don't really need to touch that one if there's other stuff going around. But <laughs> it's like the one of the four games that you, you, if you only have three TVs, it's the one you don't watch. Yeah. I'm just like, eh, it don't, doesn't matter to me. Um, next game, San Diego State, Charleston, 12 seed versus five seed going at it. Do you see any things here you like at 310? So I feel like I'm a pretty good handicapper with San Diego State. I'm looking at my data right here. Uh, I bet them to win between one to 10, 14 times this year, and they hit 10 of them. So oh, nice. at plus 172 to plus 200, that's pretty good odds. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm pretty locked in on them. They're not a great shooting team, I would say. I know their stats aren't bad, but you got to also look at who they're playing. Right. And they're playing a very experienced Charleston team, one through five, all very smart, good players. I know this is everyone's favorite upset special, but it's mine as well. Charleston plus the points, money line, one to 10, whatever you like here. I think Charleston gets it done. Yeah. And I remember when, I mean, when the brackets came out right away in our group text, everyone was kind of shocked kind of where they were. And we kind of were like already, like that's going to be the 12 to five, which historically is one of the biggest upsets that we see every year, right? It's 12 beating five. So that one there, they're kind of at that point and, Sometimes that kind of works that way where, you know, everyone thinks it's going to happen and it does. Sometimes everyone thinks it and it doesn't happen. So who knows? You never know. That's what makes it fun. You got to look at what San Diego State has done in the tournament in the past. Right. I feel like every year, what have they done? I don't have any. The last time I can think of something they've done, it's they haven't, I mean, done much other than that. They've made the tournament, maybe made it to the Sweet 16 once or twice in the last maybe five or ten years. Well, I don't even know about that. I'm trying to think. Last year they played – Creighton in round one, they were an eight seed. Creighton was nine. Creighton beat them. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I had San Diego State that game. <laughs> uh, it just seems like every year that 
They flopped. Everyone's on high on San Diego State. They kind of dropped the ball. Right. I do. Yeah, I just don't think they have a good player. They have obviously very good players, but right. At the end yeah. of the day, I think I think they face better teams more than they. So they're more athletic and longer than everybody they play. And when they finally play other good teams, I think it's really tough for them. Oh yeah, for sure. Next game, four ten. We got Arizona versus Princeton, which you even said right away, and I kind of thought the same thing. I watched the last two Princeton games. I was pretty impressed with them, actually. Like, very smart basketball-wise, able to move the ball, do a very good job. I don't think they'd be in Arizona, but I do feel they got screwed over seed-wise. Yeah. It would have been nice to see them be in a little bit better seed. Ivy League teams are normally 12 seeds. So, yeah. I know they weren't the favorite to win their conference, but they were still, like, the two or the three seed. I think three, maybe. Mm-hmm. maybe to be a 15 is pretty rude. And then to get a team like Arizona, who is just arguably one of the fastest-running gun kind of teams that can get up and down and shoot and score, go inside out. They they have everything you want in a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arizona has been a darling for me all year. I don't yeah. lose that's with Arizona. Yeah. I don't really know where I would go with this game. 84 and a half as a team total is pretty high. I think I would maybe take the game over, but 80, 154 points is a lot of points. It's a lot. Um, So I don't think I would do that either. I think this might be a stay away game. So, so Arizona has props. a lot of defense. That's kind of their downfall. They're mm-hmm. a great offensive efficiency team. I think I would probably take two Bellis's points over. Uh, they like to go inside to him early. He's cashed for me four straight games. I think that's where I would lean if I'm betting this game, which I, okay. I will every game. <laughs> this next one will be one of our favorites to bet because of old Benny boy, and that's Illinois versus Arkansas. Eight versus uh, nine again. Believe it or not, money's coming in here on Illinois. And That's what I, I've seen. Don't know why. They open Arkansas opened minus three. Now they're down to minus two on some. That's place. when you said the other day it was two and a half. You're like, you're gonna want to jump on it. And then I looked at it and they were uh getting more points, I think, at the time. No less. And it was going the other way. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. Like we thought it would kind of you know shift that way. I don't understand why, um, to be honest. So don't get me wrong. When Illinois is on, they're a very good team. They're coached so well. They have athletes. They have Matthew Mayer, who won a national championship with Baylor. They have Terrence Shannon, who's went to the Final Fours with Texas Tech. They have very, very good teams, but they haven't put it together, and they're very inconsistent. I think Arkansas probably runs them out of the gym here. I would take their minus two mm. and not think twice about it. I've already bet it twice. So I might, I might put more money on it. If it keeps going that way. Uh, very good value. If you're into money line parlays, which I don't really recommend a whole lot for March Madness just because everything's so crazy, minus 140 is a good line. Mm-hmm. And I will That's... say if you, if you live in Ohio or have access to Bet365, now's the time to do your money line payouts on their site because if they get up 15, they will pay you out. And we, oh, both, wow. know, and we both know in March Madness, teams get up 15 and blow it. And they blow it. Mm-hmm. So That's uh, true. Do you like a little trip to Ohio? I would do some parlays. Do you like Arkansas one to ten, or that maybe be a little bit no, more risky? No, I would just take the spread here. I, I could spread. see Arkansas one by twenty. See, that's and what my- I wonder that too, because I was like, oof. And I feel like that's been the name of the game with one to tens lately. Is like, you know, sometimes you do them, and it's like, I don't know if I should because they might, you know, run them out of the gym just because the kind of offense they run, um, which you don't want, obviously. At all. Yes, yeah, so with such a small spread like two, though. I mean, if you're gonna win, what are the chances Arkansas wins by one? Right. Just take him to win by two. Yeah. Take take the take the kind of more of a guarantee there. Better bet, I should say. Uh next game. Or, or lay the juice and take the money line. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
Um, next game, we got Auburn, number nine, versus Iowa, number eight, 650 TNT. Were you surprised to see Iowa as an eight seed? Uh, not really. Um, no. Yeah, I, I, I did think there were probably seven or eight teams that were at least one seed off of what they should have been. Uh, but I'm okay with them as an eight seed. I'm, o- Actually, I'm okay I with went, it. I went through and ranked all 32 matchups on most best matchups to watch in terms of ranking one to 32. And this was my favorite game. Oh, nice. One to 32. I'm excited as about this game. I, I just didn't think I, – I guess I, I've watched Iowa this year here and there, and I just wasn't super impressed with them – you know, and so I never actually got to see one of their wins, which I should go back and rewatch a little bit. Some of their wins that they had that were notable good wins. Um, as far as what they were able to do with the ball, still got a little bit of a bad taste last year in my mouth for them blowing the first game when we really needed them to win like two or three rounds. <laughs> so I don't know what Iowa I'm going to do. The, they're notorious for choking in the tournament, and mm-hmm. the Big Ten hasn't had a good history the last ten or so year, eight or so years. Uh, I'm with you. I'm I'm on Auburn here. I would just take their money line minus one ten. Yeah, I think athletically they have more size inside. Um, but Iowa, when Iowa's on, Iowa's on. But you mm. can say the same thing about Auburn too. I just right. think this is a game where you got to pick the team that's more consistent. And for me, that's Auburn. Right. Uh, so that's where I would lean. If, but as a Big Ten fan, I'm I will be low key rooting for Iowa. Yeah, same. Same, same for me too. It'll be interesting to see when it gets down to a minute left. And it's a tight game. Like, am I rooting for my money or am I rooting for like Big Ten happiness? Probably my money. I was gonna say it's a, it'll be at seven ten, so it depends how well we do before that. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Our six. All right, we'll give up. We've won five in a row. We'll give yeah. one up for the, for the fans. We don't. Yeah, we only give one for the fans there. Uh, next game. I'm at, I'm really excited about this one. Um, I know we've. I feel like we've talked about it a little bit in the group text that we have, and that's Duke and uh, Oral Oral Robertson. Yeah, probably say that for some reason. Um, playing because I think, and I know a lot of people are in the same boat just because it seems that way, but it seems like ESPN is just all over Duke winning a bunch. And I don't I see them having a tough road. And it's I don't I don't know. I'm I don't see them winning this game. And I don't so, mean to say that in that way, but I'm a Duke I hater. You're on to the right thing, but if so I I'm with you. I've I've I bet Oral Roberts yesterday and then cashed out when I saw the line moving. I'm going to wait until probably seven o'clock Thursday night. So this mm-hmm. line has already moved from five and a half to six and a half in about 24 hours. If it can get to like nine or 10, I'm hammering Oral Roberts. They mm-hmm. are a very good. This is the same team that went to the elite eight two years ago. Right. Yeah. The stud scorer and Max Acemas. They have the Arkansas transfer, Connor Vanover. He's seven foot four. He can shoot threes. Uh, they have a couple other solid scores. I've seen Oral Roberts play a lot this year. I've bet on Oral Roberts a lot this year. They're a money maker. Let the public, let everybody bet Duke up. Mm-hmm. We're gonna take Or Roberts at the best possible line. That's where our money's at on this game. Mm-hmm. I'm also gonna take Ace Miss player props over. Uh, Duke's just an electric factory. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. And that's I even wanted to take a money line the other day, and I thought the same thing. I was like, I could see the public just from what I'm seeing, social media, you know, ESPN today sunday you know right after selection sunday they're just pumping it you know and it's like it seems too good to be true and i don't i don't see duke being able to play that well like you said or robinson's a great team play great basketball have all year and i don't see any reason that they don't win this game if not i think the best bet like you said is to take the points 
which I'll probably do, but I'll probably sprinkle a little money line too to get rowdy about. Uh, I got a trivia question for you. Oh, gosh. In the last 15 years, who has the most double-digit losses in March Madness? Since we're like, talking about to, to double-digit seeds. To double, I, I feel like because we're talking about Duke, it has to be Duke. But I wouldn't answer that otherwise, to be honest with you. I would have guessed somebody else. And the one that sticks out to me the most is when they lost. They were a two seed. They lost to Lehigh, who had C.J. McCollum, NBA superstar. I remember that. 15. And this is that kind of matchups. Max Acemus is C.J. McCollum level scorer. Uh, if he stays another year, he, I think he has another year left. If not, I know at some point he had a, he had a chance to break the all-time scoring record. Oh, yeah. I remember I just, that I, game too. We were your house. Everyone's sleeping on this team. This team literally went to the Elite Eight two years ago. It seems like everyone's forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the main core of that team is still here. They didn't really lose anybody from that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duke also lost to Mercer. I want to say the year oh, yeah. twenty. Mm-hmm. I remember two versus fifteen. There was a, there was another year they lost at like the very end to to a double digit, and I can't remember when it was. I remember we were in college because Cam Cam was telling us the whole time like. Told you, told you guys. And I was like, I'll look him up okay. real quick. I want, I want to know who that is. <laughs> There's actually a thread here. Duke's 10 most disappointing NCAA tournaments of all time. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my gosh, there's so many of them. 2007, they lost to VCU. Round one. Mm-hmm. 2008. They barely beat Belmont round one by one as of two seed. And then they lost to West Virginia round two. 2012, they lost to Lehigh. As many people called it the greatest upset ever. That was the CJ McCollum's year. Uh, Duke oh, yeah. Uh, they had the Mercer year. There's there's honestly just so many of them. and There's tons. I know Duke is hot right now. They had a very good ACC tournament. They finished the year very strong. I just feel like John Shire, first-year head coach, they're not going to take this game as serious as they need to. Mm-hmm. And I think I think Oral Roberts is going to make them pay. And if Oral Roberts gets a, gets a good lead on Duke, it's not a team you want to try to catch up with because they can score. Oh, yeah. I agree. Going on to the next game, we got Texas and Colgate. Colgate's a 15, Texas is a two seed, 725. So last year, Colgate was a 14 seed, and they lost. They came down into a nail-biter against Wisconsin. Uh, I remember that. It was like a possession game at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. Granted, Texas is a little bit different style than Wisconsin. Uh, I think Texas actually probably has the easiest path of all the ones and two seeds to the final four, in my opinion. Um, I think they roll here. I don't know if I'm picking them to cover the spread, but I'm definitely not taking Colgate on the spread. I would probably lean Texas team total over. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, Texas is – I think they're, you know, they've looked good late, which is always, you know, kind of key to what you kind of want here. Um, And I think you're right. I think they have a very easy kind of road, like, path. Um, The only other team I'd really put up there that has kind of an easy path for one, two, might, might be Purdue. Um, but that might be a little bit of bias here living in Indiana. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I get, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah, later. for sure. Uh, Boise State number ten at seven Northwestern seven thirty five True TV. So, I have what I think is a guaranteed bet. It's a little risky, but 
I don't see either one of these teams winning by more than 10. Oh, yeah. So what? here's what I'm doing. I'm betting $100 on both teams 1 to 10. So as long as someone wins by 10 or less, I'll win about 0.8 units. Smart. Makes sense. So that's what I'm doing for this game. I know it's kind of it's kind of exciting because as long as someone doesn't win by 10, I win. Yeah. But if someone wins by more than 10, you just lost two units. So um, I don't normally recommend this type of bet, but when I do come across games where it's a low total, both teams play great defense. Both offenses are relatively shaky. Uh, that's I kind of target those kind of games for this kind of bet. What's the and, what's the spread at right now on FanDuel? Uh, Northwestern is one and a half point favorites. Their money wow. is minus one twenty. Gotcha. If I had to pick a winner, I do lean Northwestern. They played a tougher schedule than Boise State. Uh, I do think when it comes down to it, I'd rather have the ball in Boo Booey's hands on Northwestern than Max Rice's hands in Boise State. But I right. do think it can be a nail biter. I think it'll come down to the final minute. I'd be kind of shocked if it's not. Right. Um, yeah, that's how I would bet this game. I think that's a great way to bet it because I was going to say I think this one will be really close. Um, watch Northwestern decent amount this year because I usually watch decent amount of Big Ten and then Notre Dame, so a lot of ACC. Um, but Northwestern, I think overall, you're right, defensively been very locked down, low scoring games. I think that's the way to do it. I didn't think about that, so I'm going to do that now too. I think because <laughs> I think that's really sound advice. Another bet uh, I love on this game, and I know it's a it's a group favorite of the Bomb Squad boys. First half under. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be doing some of those. We always do those. Uh, uh, two years ago, I believe it was, we bet so, the first half under on every single uh, playing game and first round game. So there ended up being 36 games. I want to say we were 28 and 8. It was ridiculous. It was awesome. That sound right? Yeah, that sounds right. We won like 75% of the games. Oh, yeah. And it was honestly crazy how they weren't adjusting the lines. But Friday was really hot. I you remember know how that. people bet March Madness. People want to see points. People go to the bars. They hang out with their friends. Oh, let's bet the over. We love the over. Who doesn't love the over? I'll tell you who doesn't love the over. These guys. <laughs> These and we're going to bet sure. the under. And we're going to make money. And this is one of the games <laughs> we're going to make money on. And we're going to scream at them when they do hit it, unlike everyone else. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love a good offensive game, too. But when you bet the under like this and you're oh, watching which so ways, I love when they clang them around. Oh, yeah. I think oh, it's yeah. hilarious when they can't make a shot. I still remember one of the games we bet on the under that year was Syracuse, and that was one we were nervous about. I forget who they were playing. And, and they, they were playing brick. the zone, and people were firing threes. Oh, yeah. They were bricking them left and right. We were like, yeah, we were going crazy <laughs> over, over it. They had that real long dude in the middle just altering shots. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love a good under bet with the boys. Can't beat it. You can't. Next game, Northern Kentucky 16 versus number one, Houston. And Houston just comes off of a real bad loss. They were missing their best player. It's true. But Northern Kentucky should not be a 16 seed. I do not know how the champion of the Horizon League is a 16 seed. It's a very good question. It's the conference Fort Wayne is in. Uh, several other good teams. I Every year I feel like they're under seed. They should be, probably be a 14 seed. Which would but help them tremendously. Nice. I mean, that would help them. Playing Houston yeah. is not oh, fun. Yeah. Houston <laughs> is a tremendous defensive team. A little tip here. This can be used across any sport. NBA, NFL, college football, college basketball. When you have a low total, like 122.5 in this game, you take the underdog with the points. High point spread, low total, take the underdog. It's mm -hmm. the number one rule of being a successful 
actual sports better. Take the dog here. I think Northern Kentucky plus 20 is absurd. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of points. Could I see them losing by 30? Yes, I could. But Houston isn't exactly an offensive juggernaut. And I think Northern Kentucky can keep this within 20. That's where my bet's at for this game. I would also probably do the first half under again on this mm-hmm. game. Maybe even Northern Kentucky first half spread. I might have four or five bets on this game. Yeah. It may even take Houston one to ten. Oh, that's gonna be a good that number too. Four hundred. That's plus four hundred. That's a bet. If you're at Northern Kentucky plus nineteen and a half, you'd be stupid not to take, not to sprinkle their money line plus sixteen hundred because they can win this game, and Houston one to ten at plus four hundred. I think there's a lot of value here on this game. Like oh, people yeah. are that when they see the numbers, they're gonna see, oh, Houston's a one, Northern Kentucky's a sixteen. Houston by twenty, people are gonna hammer it. Contrarian. Yep. I like it. I think that's the way to do it right there. Uh, number 13, we got the Ragin' Cajuns of Louisiana going up against Tennessee, number four. 940 CBS. Another sneaky game that a lot of people are picking, and they're doing their homework because Tennessee lost to Kai Ziegler, uh, probably their best uh, combo guard as far as trading offense getting to the rim. Uh, Santiago Viscovi is a great shooter, but he's not really good at creating. Uh, Tyreek Key's a great shooter, not really good at creating. And they have a bunch of good, just big guys. But you know who else has good big guys? Louisiana, Jordan Brown, stud. Um, I think Louisiana plus 10 and a half here is the play. Um, if you want to do Tennessee one to 10, don't hate that either. Mm-hmm. And I don't hate a sprinkle on Louisiana. I think this is a close game as well. We might have to make like an under a little bit of an underdog parlay with the boys on Thursday. Might or will? Oh, we will. We will. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Louisiana's a live dog here. Uh Tennessee, they should they should not take them lightly. Next game, we got number 10 Penn State runner up Big Ten championship in the Big Ten championship versus at I mean, it's not act as a neutral site, but it's what it says here on ESPN. Texas A&M also runners up, but got absolutely handled against Alabama. Man, I watched that, and that was painful because I had Alabama they did, one but they beat Alabama the week before. Which is nuts, which is wow. crazy. I so mean, I, how bad I, it was. I don't know how you finished second in the SEC. It was pretty good. And then mm. get runner-up in the tournament, and you were seven seed. I feel like Texas A&M should have been a five at worst. Mm. Uh, so they got boned here. Obviously, I'm on Texas A&M. Penn State's playing very well. This should be a tight game. Both have pretty good defenses. I would lean Texas A&M 1-10 to 10 or Texas A&M money line, mm-hmm. uh, whatever you prefer. That's what I was going to say. I think, you know, coming off a loss like they did against Alabama after beating the time before, and they shot the ball so bad. Decision-making was terrible. Had a lot of turnovers that game. They just looked bad. I think you don't – I mean, you regroup and you come back stronger, whereas Penn State, I mean, they came back, fought – you know, that's a little bit disappointing when you get that. It's just a different kind of loss. And really, too, I think, like we've said many times already, you go with the team that's more consistent, which has been Texas A&M all year. Um, so I think that's Penn great. Just played four games in four days. Yeah. I know, they're, I know they're getting a little bit of a rest here, but that's still smile on tread. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You're exactly right about that one. And then last game of the night, 10-05, we got UCLA versus UNC Asheville. I think that's how it's right. Yep. Uh, sneaky, sneaky fun game here. So UCLA, again, has lost two starters. Uh, they still have their two best players. They're still playing very well. They took Arizona down to the wire and had a chance to win over the weekend. 
Uh, love Mick Cronin. Love the way he coaches. Love the way they play. He calls his defense. But UNC Asheville's not bad. They, their star player, uh, Pember, he's very good. I don't know what I would take here. I think I would lean Asheville plus 17 and a half. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot of points to give. And that's, and that's the thing too, about a lot of these games. Like if you look up, I mean, I didn't, I should have before we started just statistically how many of these games, like the spread is more than, you know, 15 points. It's pretty rare. I mean, obviously there's going to be games where that's going to happen, but most of these games are going to be tight. I mean, that's just the way it is. That's why, you know, those guys get paid the big bucks to make sure these games are close and entertaining for everyone from 12 o'clock till, you know, midnight. Right. So I think you're exactly right. I think this will be a little bit closer. I was thinking the same thing, you know, in a team like UCLA, they don't care if they win this game by eight points. They really don't. Um, whereas UNC, they're going to want to be really close. So it's almost just like something's in the air too. like, oh, yeah. if I'm playing on UNC Asheville, this is my chance. We we sure we showed up on national TV on a Friday night at six o'clock, but no one's watching those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- they did that what maybe three or four times this year. ESPN Plus, whatever. Like teams aren't watching you. You're on national TV during March Madness playing UCLA, a team that probably didn't scout you that well. Probably their efforts going to be mediocre because they think they're going to win no matter what they do. If you can battle them down to the final few minutes, you can find a team like St. Peter's who can win games. Mm-hmm. Just, these upsets with these big teams, it's getting to the end, and then, hey, we're here. We have our chance. Exactly. Uh, I know I'm not saying Asheville can can win this game or upset them. I don't think they will. But at 17 and a half points, I'm going to let this hopefully line grow. If I can get Asheville at 20, I will probably take that. Right. Um, again, I don't know if I'm going to make any bets on this beforehand. But if we're up huge on Thursday, I'll, I'll throw money on Asheville plus the points. Yeah, I agree 100%. We'll take a short little break here because we're about to run out of time, and then we will be doing our Friday slate. Stay tuned. Welcome back. We just did the Thursday slate. Uh, Hope you enjoyed that. Got some of those bets in. Maybe you pause it yourself. Now we're on to Friday. So Friday, games start again, 12-15. And this time we got USC and Michigan State, baby. Big time game, pretty much a home game for Michigan State as it is in Columbus, Ohio, which is big. And it really it is, is. And USC will be playing at 9 15 Pacific time. No, oh, yeah. So, That's... two massive advantages for Michigan State. With that said, I'm a Michigan State fan. Uh, this team can beat anybody, but they're also very inconsistent and they've played very poor a lot of games throughout this year. Almost everyone who's asked me questions about March Madness has already said that they're on Michigan State. I just don't see it. I think the value play here is taking USC either money line or plus the points. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think Michigan State's gonna have an answer for Buggy Ellis, uh, Kobe Johnson, uh, the weird white dude. He's ugly. I can't even think of his name. Uh, I just think I think USC. I, I hope I'm. I would love to be wrong. Yeah. I would love for Tom to prove me wrong. I'm a huge Michigan State fan, but I think the value is on USC here. Yeah, and I. I think it's also cool that we got two, like Thursday, I feel like we got a really good game to start. I feel like Friday here again, we got a really cool game to start with USC, Michigan State. I think it'll be a close one. Um, I don't know if there's any value in the total being low enough to do a 1-10 to 10 on each side and maybe gain a unit. Because I, I don't know if I see anyone blowing one out. So I'm just kind of thinking out loud with you there on that one. Um, I'm not sure what you, you think. You know the that. crazy thing about Michigan State is 
when they do get to March Madness, more often than not, they have had their letdowns, like when they lost Middle Tennessee. They find ways to just be dogs. Like mm-hmm. someone always steps up. So I don't know if 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 you don't want to pick this game, I would lean like Boogie Ellis over on points for USC. Right. Which is probably going to be like 16 and a half. I, I think either way, even if Michigan State wins, he gets his points. So that's that might probably be the best bet. Right. Next game, 1240, we got Xavier playing. Is it Kennesaw? Is it called Kennesaw State? I've never heard of them before. Georgia so I suburb. Know. They're what? Georgia suburb. Oh, wow. Okay. Just north of where I lived in Atlanta. Huh. So what do you see here then by that by that notion? Um, so this is one of those games where I do think Xavier wins, but it wouldn't shock me if Kennesaw State was like the darling round one upset. Really? But I I don't think I would I don't think I'd bet their spread. I don't know. I'm just saying it wouldn't shock me. Like it would be like the one game where like who what's a game where you don't think the team will win? But like it also wouldn't shock like it wouldn't shock you if they're the one like low seed that wins. Mm-hmm. I don't know, something about it. Like Xavier, I don't know if Zach Fremantle's back or not. I don't know if he'll be here. Uh, 151.5 is a very high total, which tells me to take Kennesaw State team total over. Uh, I think that would probably be the best bet. I'm not running to the window for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe do a same game parlay here with like Colby Jones to score 14, Sule Boom to score 15, something like that. Um, gotcha. Don't really I, here for this game. I don't know anything about. I mean, I've watched Xavier some this year, been kind of impressed with them, but I feel like you're exactly right about them. They're the kind of team that sometimes come and look really good. You know, I guess different injuries, as we know about, and it's going to be hard to say, but I, I like Xavier as a team, so I do hope they win. I think it's always been fun to watch them kind of make runs in the tournament, but it's also always fun to see an upset. I just feel like no one knows anything about Kansas State. Like they beat, I knew, so yeah. Liberty was supposed to win their conference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Kennesaw State outlasted them. I just feel like even like the basketball heads don't know anything about Kennesaw State, and I feel like they're just a dog team. Like they're a, they're a team that's going to come ready to play. They'll be like last year's. Uh, who, who was that? St. Peter's. St. Peter's. Yes, I couldn't think of. I thought of the guy's name, Dougie. That's all I could think of in my head, and that wasn't the team name, obviously. Um, next game we got one thirty. We got Baylor versus UC Santa Barbara. What you got here? Uh, Baylor's not playing well right now, so no. there's no way in hell I would take their take them to cover twelve points. But I also don't think UC Santa Barbara is that good either to where I want to take their twelve points. I don't know. I think I would just. I I, I obviously haven't dove into these games yet uh, statistically, um. So maybe so maybe when I do that, something will jump out at me. But as of now, I would say it's a stay away or I maybe like a live bet. Um, if UC Santa Barbara gets up like. 10 to 2 or something, then take Baylor 1 to 10 or take, I don't know. I guess I would just have to see the game flow, but uh, Baylor, I have not done well betting with this year, so I don't, I'm not really running to the window for this game either. It's one of those games where you do a little bit of live betting. Yeah. <laughs> we do <laughs> love some March Madness live betting. That's right. Uh, next game, 2 o'clock, we got St. Mary's versus VCU. VCU is a 12, St. Mary's is a 5. So this is a game I can see going any number of ways. Both teams are very good defensively. Uh, both teams have had their challenges offensively. I can see a St. Mary's 1-10 to 10 being a really good bet here. It also wouldn't shock me to see St. Mary's win by 20. It also wouldn't shock me to see VCU force a bunch of turnovers. But I do think St. Mary's wins this game. I don't think VCU is that good. 
uh, 12 seed as the automatic, as the winner of the A-10 is a slap in the face. <laughs> it's a pretty historically decent conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. But with a low total here, I think I would lean St. Mary's 1-10. to 10. But if you are a money line parlay person, minus 190 for St. Mary's is pretty good value. Yeah, and that's – I think St. Mary's wins this game. And VCU, you know, watching them a couple different times this year, even against Dayton, you know, on Saturday, I think that was for their conference championship. Or maybe it was Sunday. I can't uh-huh. remember. Was it Sunday? Yeah. I was – I want, I mean, obviously, I was, I was rooting for Dayton. I really think, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I thought it was kind of a slap in the face too with VCU getting the 12th seed. You know, I thought if Dayton wins, they probably give them a much better seed. Um, and they kind of throw those things around. But who knows? Maybe not. But VCU is one of those tricky teams where, like, even against Dayton, times they looked so bad, and then they were able to get some turnovers and just get hot. You know, and they got hot at the right time and were able to close the game out. But I don't think they do that against St. Mary's. I think, like you said, St. Mary's mind line's a good bet. St. Mary's very fundamental. Like, they yeah. I feel like they're not going to make a ton of mistakes. Right. Not like they – yeah, Dayton did that down the down the stretch. was very under-characteristic of them a little bit. Um which stunk because I was really wanting them to win. I had them one to ten, so I was like, "Gosh darn it!" That's how she rolls. <laughs> uh, next game, two forty-five. We got Marquette and Vermont. What do you see here? Uh, so I mean, Marquette, another team that's kind of all like they will play a tight game and then they'll beat Xavier by thirty. Mm-hmm. I would, I think, I would lean Marquette team total over here at seventy-six and a half. I think that's the bet to make. Yeah. And that's, I think you're exactly right. Vermont's very good defensively. I, I could see Marquette just going up and down on them. Mm-hmm. And that's the hardest part. I feel like even watching Marquette this year, it was like one game they'd come out, you're like, wow, they're a pretty good basketball team. And the next game, you're like, where did that team go that was playing, you know, literally yeah. two days ago? Like a dog bite versus Georgetown or something. Yeah, it do- doesn't make any sense to me. They're, they're a team I always have stayed away from for that reason. Um, but yeah, team total, I, I like as well. Um, and then next game for me, it says Iowa State number six, and then it says to be determined. So that's a playing game. I'm um, taking whoever wins the playing game versus Iowa State. Will you? I don't care who it is. Really? Who is it, it supposed to be? Do you know? Mississippi State or Pitt, I think. Okay. Gotcha. Well, those, both of those teams are pretty good. Yeah. Mississippi State or Pitt. So yeah, who wins that game? I'm taking to beat Iowa State. And hi- historically, I feel like there's always a playing team that wins this first round. Because then people never pick them because they're too lazy in their brackets. Last year it was Notre Dame because Notre Dame went and then they beat Alabama and then they lost to Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech. Yeah. And people forget the very first first four VCU and from first four to final four. Yep, exactly. So I think that's every year I always pick one of those to kind of go I into think that. I think I think I think the reason that is that is because they have they get rid of their nerves from like oh we're oh, in yeah. March Madness mm-hmm. we got we got our win under our belt. We, it's like a weight's off our chest. Mm-hmm. They go into that first round game with, hey, we already played a March Madness tournament game. This other team hasn't. All the pressure is on them. Mm-hmm. Not uh, only that, but I feel like once you do that, then too, against a team like Iowa State, you're going to be able to get an early lead. And I think I, I like Iowa State's a defensive team. Like a, mm-hmm. I, I think either way, it's a close game. Close game, take the dog. Right. Always. You're exactly right. Next game, we got four o'clock. We got NC State versus Creighton. So, if you know any, if you follow us at all over the weekend, you saw that Ryan Nemhard, if he would have scored eight points, I would have won $15,200 on a parlay. Um, so, he can currently uh, burn 
<laughs> wherever yeah. he's at, wherever he's going, I don't care. I hate him. I do love Creighton as a team. I they their starting five can compete with any starting five in the country. Ryan Emhard, Trey Alexander, Baylor Shireman, Ryan Kalkbrenner, uh, Adame Kaluma. Yeah, they're legit. I do think they win this game. NC State's very tough. They can score a lot of points. I expect a lot of points in this game. This will be a first half under I will not take. Mm. But I think I would do a Creighton team total over. Uh, I would normally recommend taking all five of their starters to score 10-plus points, but Ryan Emhard's a piece of shit. Um, he's probably going to shoot two for 12 and score five points and <laughs> miss a three at the end to cash a $15,000 parlay for you. So, yeah, not a fan of Creighton, but I do think they win this game. Yeah, same. I think they win this game. That's I didn't have much on other than I think they're going to win. Next game, 4-30, we got UConn versus I <clears throat> Iona. I like UConn. I've, I've liked UConn watching them this year. What? UConn covers easy. Yeah, I think so. And I like UConn. I, I've liked them this year. I think they're a fun team to watch. I don't know how far they make a run, but I think here they, they win pretty easy. So I think, I think was... Iona should have been a 15 seed and whoever else, 15 or 16, should have moved up. Right. Kentucky, yeah, that's crazy. And then at 650, we got the Boilermakers versus, at right now, to be determined, but I don't think it will matter. Um, as I think Purdue will be able to kind of continue on unless they're playing a team that presses like crazy Purdue team total over probably yeah exactly 7 10 we got Kentucky versus Providence how is Kentucky a six seed I don't know I was thinking the same thing just the name maybe fans like the money it's a slap in the face that they're a six seed over Texas A&M who got second in their conference and got second in the tournament yeah that doesn't make any sense I would lean Kentucky one to ten here. Also, wouldn't shock me to see Providence win, but Providence games are always close. Mm. Uh, I think you remember last year we bet Providence one to tens a lot, yep. and they cashed quite a bit for us. So, yeah, close game here. I, I think I would lean under as well, one forty four and a half. Nice. Yep. I I, I agree. Point. I think I don't think Kentucky should be a six seed. Obviously, uh, do you think they win though? Uh, maybe what's the money line for them too? Does it say minus one eighty? Could be a good money line parlay. Minus one eighty, possibly. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't hit anyone for it. I, I don't know if I would be. I don't know if I'd make it like a two unit parlay or anything like that. But right, we gotta make some crazy ones. That's what makes it fun. Oh, we'll make uh, some crazy ones. Oh yeah. Next game, seven twenty five on Friday. We got number five Miami versus number twelve Drake. Miami money line minus one twenty five. Hammer it. Oh, wow. That's what it is? Yep. I wouldn't guess that. Yeah, I agree. Drake, good team. They're like, they average like 24 years old or something crazy. Brody's a good center. Uh, Roman Penn, they're very, very experienced, but my, they're just a, this is a terrible matchup for them against Miami's guards. Miami's, Miami's going to win this game. Oh, yeah. This is my most confident bet probably out of all 32 matchups. Uh, next game, we got number 14, Grand Canyon, versus number three, Gonzaga. Very high total. I don't know if we see 156 get hit here, so I would probably play. It's just tough to play an under in a Gonzaga game. Mm-hmm. They just want to get in a track meet. Oh, yeah. Um, But I do think the value is on the under. I don't know if I'm betting it, but I would rather play the under than the over here. Grand Canyon's kind of more of a – not a slow pace, but 
they are not as efficient as Gonzaga. They can't keep up. So if that's what the game they want to play, if you're going to lose the under here because Grand Canyon is going to try to run, then take Gonzaga team to go to live. Mm-hmm. I like Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga is one of the teams that I think this is – I feel like every year they're a one seed and everyone thinks they're overrated and then they end up not winning at all. And this year I think might be their year sitting at number three. People say stupid shit like that, but Gonzaga has been to the national championship more than anyone the last five years, twice. Yeah, yeah you're right. But I'm saying like everyone always kind of beats the drum of them. Being no, like, I know. Right? They're, they are unfairly scrutinized yeah, by people. When they have had I, – I want to say they have the most or second most sweet 16s in the last 15 years or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're going to shit on Gonzaga because they haven't won a national championship, mm-hmm. then you can shit on basically everybody. Oh, yeah. And that's shit on Duke for losing to 15 seeds once every three years. Yeah. And I think because they're like not in that spotlight, though, of people like constantly trying to scrutinize them, I think they're going to play a different kind of ball. They'll be like, oh, we don't have to worry about everyone being like, you're one seed and you got to prove yourself. They'll be like, we're three seed. We're just gonna go play. I our feel game. like people are always they're always gonna say that about Gonzaga though, because Gonzaga yeah. is a small school that's really good at basketball. But like, right. outside of losing in the second round of Wichita State in 2012, who went who went on to go to the Final Four and had three NBA players on their team, Ron Baker, uh, I can't remember the other ones. Anyway, when did they choke? I don't I don't understand. They they like yeah. got to the round. Their seed was supposed to get to the round to every time. Oh yeah. And but I'm just I'm just saying because I think the spotlight is so much on Duke right now and some of these other teams. Yeah, they're going to be able to play more relaxed. I hope so because I want them to do well. I love when Gonzaga does well. I think it makes basketball fun. You know, it's good for the game in my opinion. So I I think gonna, they're going to go far. We're going to fight with people on Twitter when when Gonzaga wins. That's right. Hey, that sounds fun. <laughs> also, people forget Gonzaga had the lead with like two minutes to go in the national championship. Like they were darn close. Oh yeah. To win the national championship against Northern North Carolina a few years ago. I honestly was filling out a bracket earlier today, and I had them going all the way. So, I I need it to happen. That's I think it happened. You never know. Uh, next game: Florida Atlantic at eight, Memphis nine twenty. So I don't have a particular opinion on this game, but I will say, everybody is talking to everyone. So everyone recency bias is huge in sports betting. Mm-hmm. Everyone sees what they saw that team do last. You're never as good as your best game. You're never as bad as your worst game. But people saw that Memphis beat a, a battered Houston team missing their best play yesterday. And everyone is freaking out today about Memphis. I even talked to probably five or six people today, and everyone's like, Memphis, Memphis, Memphis. People were getting – FAU is a pretty solid team. I mean, it took down UAB, who a lot of people had making the tournament. I, I don't know which one of the two here I would lean – but I don't think Memphis is a lock by any means. No, I agree. And that's, I think that's the hard part about this time of year. It's kind of like the Duke thing again. Like, you know, everyone saw them play really well their last game. You know what I mean? So you're only as good as your last game too. So that that's why March Madness is always fun because if they come out and they decide to crap to bed before Atlanta beats them, that's how they're going to be remembered. But yeah. And you know what we do? We let those people bet, bet on Memphis and Duke until Thursday, Friday, until tip off. And we'll get, Florida Atlantic and Oral Roberts at the highest possible line. And hey, yep. when they cover, we'll post on Instagram and say you guys are all knuckleheads. <laughs> yep, you're exactly right. Next game, we got Montana State versus Kansas State, number three at 940 on CBS. One of the grossest games of the first round, in my opinion. I have like, I mean, I know we're going to watch it, but I have very little viewing interest in this game. So little. Uh, 
I think Montana State sucks. I think Kansas State will cover this. Yeah, and I think, you know, you watch that game for 15 minutes if you're us, and then right after that, Kent, Kent State and Indiana comes on, and that's the one. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> I mean, it is <laughs> for us. <laughs> so we're from Indiana. A lot of our friends, neighbors, family members are IU fans. But, man, I love this matchup for Kent State. Mm-hmm. They got experienced team. They've been here before. They got sincere carry at point guard. Ah, uh, man, I'm I'm taking Kent State Moneyline here mm-hmm. to the chagrin of everybody else. I will take Chase Jack Chase Jackass Davis's points here over because I do think he has his way with Kent State. This will be a shootout for sure. Um, I'm leaning over T Jed over Kent State Moneyline Kent State points. That's where I'm at. I'm with you. I think I, I'm exactly You're with, with you. me on Kent State. I'm with you on Kent State. I have been. That's, <laughs> I'm excited. I, I'm excited for that one because I know we're gonna piss off a lot of people yeah. listening to this. But we're all gonna be together, and we're gonna be with Nick, who's also a Purdue fan, so he's gonna be actively rooting against them. It, so my thing too that makes me really mad at Indiana more recently is that they looked pretty good against Maryland, not great, but pretty good, right? And then they come and they crapped a bet against Penn State. We so badly wanted to see an Indiana Purdue rematch, you know, and they just couldn't do it. And they're one of those teams, kind of like. I wouldn't say put him in the same realm as Marquette, but really likes to play really good, then really bad, really good, then really bad, and you never know what you're going to get. I don't think you can mess around with a team like Kent State like that. You know, we talked about them last night. There's too much experience there. They're going to make you pay. And so that's why I'm excited to take that money line there. It's cash in my pocket. It just seems like Indiana's a matchup team. If they play a team that they can match up well with and get inside and then get outside and uh, Hood Shitfino can shoot 15 footers, Mm-hmm. That's a that's a matchup they love, but when they get teams that shoot the three well, because IU doesn't shoot a lot of threes, so when they go against an Iowa or yeah, Iowa was a team that had their number this year mm-hmm. uh, that can shoot threes and make them. Oh, that's tough. That's tough for IU. That's that can't is. Mm-hmm. If they can't stop sincere carry and Malik Jacobs, they're gonna be in for a fight that they're probably not expecting, and I I think that's the fight we're gonna get. Right. And then there's only one more game after that, and it's TCU at, and then it's a playing game. And I'm trying to figure out which playing Nevada game. Nevada and T- Nevada and Arizona State doesn't matter who wins. TCU will beat them. TCU will beat them. Not very good. That's what, I was trying to remember who it was, and I couldn't. <laughs> well, that. So, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, you're good. I was going to nope. say. So now we're now we're getting to some prop bets. So, uh, if you had to pick someone to win the West Regional, who would you pick, and why? Let me With I actually the, want to see the so right now. You have like you have Kansas, UCLA, Gonzaga, UConn, CCU, St. Mary's, Arkansas. Or West. Let me like I got a I'm a physical seer guy. So this you're talking West region? Yeah. So basically, um, which team do you think will make the final four from this region? Oh, final four. Or or who do you think has the best value based off off the uh, numbers? I don't have the odds up for fan. I'll let you go first. I'm gonna bring okay, Fandle up. So for me. This is the one region where I think the one through four seeds are are the most likely to make the Sweet 16 mm-hmm. out of all the four regions. I think this is the strongest one through four that won't get upset. I don't see – I can see Arkansas beating Kansas round two because they have the athletes to keep up with them in a track meet. But I don't see UCLA losing round two to Northwestern or Boise. And I don't really see Gonzaga losing to TCU. They could. It will be a good fight. But I think Gonzaga should prevail that game. So and UConn, I have blasting Iona, and then they'll play either 
um, St. Mary's or VCU. I just think it's a very favorable matchup for the top four. So for me, if I'm thinking that way, I got to pick someone in the top four here. I was going to say Gonzaga now that I'm looking at it. Plus 420. Plus 420. <sighs> Don't hate it. I, I think I would go UConn at plus 500. That was the other one I was going to say, and that's what I was like. Just for the reason of if Arkansas does beat Kansas, I think that helps UConn make it tremendously more because Gonzaga and UCLA will have to play each other. So I don't want to pick one of those two. Right. But I think that's a very tight matchup. So I think I would – I think the best value here is UConn at plus 500. Gotcha. So the next would be South Region. South region. South region is the next one on the list for me. I'm looking at sports book right now. So even if I think one. it's Alabama, I don't think I can play one not plus one ninety. That's what I was just gonna say. Because then the next best one is plus three sixty. I mean, if if Alabama gets <laughs> down in the second half in any one of their first three games, four games before they this even cashes, you could potentially get a better line than plus one ninety if they go down double digits. Mm-hmm. Um, believe it or not, I think the best value here is Creighton plus 800. Yeah, best value for sure. I was going to say them, or I mean, just one I think could possibly make it just off of how I feel. Arizona, I like that, but plus 360, probably not enough again, like you said. I, I do love Arizona, but f- so for so for my logic, I think Creighton beats NC State. I think Baylor's a banged up three. Creighton can beat Baylor. So yeah. then they're in the Swiss team. They've already played Arizona once this year, and it was a barn burner, up and down, up and down. That game could have went any which way. way. Mm-hmm. So that's then they're in the Elite Eight. If a team like West Virginia beats Alabama, they're just skating to the Final Four. Right? Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, in pl- for plus eight hundred, that's just great value. I mean, it just is. Um, you oh, yeah, would sprinkle that. Oh yeah, Midwest region winner. Uh, so once you, again, I, oh, Houston yeah, I think, plus one twenty. I think if you take Houston plus one twenty, you're a moron, and you should yeah. never bet again. Yeah, Indiana plus twelve hundred. <laughs> I would go Texas plus four hundred. I think it's free money. Texas A and M, you said Texas plus four hundred. I think it's free money. Yeah, I think so too. I was gonna say that because I the only the only team I really like is a team that I think could possibly get beat first or second round. I just like them because I like them, which is Xavier, and they're plus nine fifty. I don't really like any. Yeah, any it's of not bad teams. either. Yeah, I don't like any of those other teams though. You look b- below, you know, Maybe either one of them. Maybe on Miami because they can beat Houston. Yeah, that's true. At plus sixteen hundred, it's not terrible. No, but I do. I think Texas is the best value here. Oh yeah, I think so too. Houston would be absolutely stupid. Uh, East region. This is interesting. So Purdue's a one seed in that game on plus three twenty. That's the worst one, isn't it? That yeah, that's kind of wild. That is. That's crazy. Um, my answer is kind of wild here, but yeah. at plus 10,000, I think I'd sprinkle Oral Roberts. I was trying to find it. I would do that. Like, I mean, am just I because... saying they're going to make the final four? No. But do I think Oral Roberts makes the final four out of this region more than once out of 10,000 times? Hell yes. Yes. $10 pays out a thousand. I mean, even if you just did, I mean, you know what I mean? That's crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, a $5 sprinkle on something like that is not a bad bet. Well, let's... I mean, who did anyone have St. Peter's in the Elite Eight last year or Oral Roberts two years ago? No. No. The people who did, people said they were crazy. Um, yeah. But if I had to take one of the four or five favorites, I would – man, that's tough. 
I think I would go Marquette just for the fact I think if they win round one, they beat either Michigan State or USC. So if you can get to the Sweet 16, you're already halfway there. Um, I don't I don't hate Purdue's odds either, though. I'd say it's a coin flip between Purdue and Marquette. That's what I was gonna say. But if you're giving me a coin flip, I'm gonna take the higher odds. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say too. Those besides those two, though, don't like Tennessee very much. Definitely don't like Duke or Kentucky enough to throw something on I, it. I think this is by far the weakest region. Oh yeah, it is. I'm looking at the teams and I'm like, I when you look at a different sheet besides just the schedule of games, it's like, oh wow, I didn't realize that. <laughs> it's like you have the third best one, you have the worst two, you have the worst three, you have the worst four. Who's the five seed? Duke, you'll probably have the best five. But then you have the worst six in Kentucky. You have the worst seven in Michigan State. Probably second best eight in Memphis. Probably third best nine in FAU. I don't know. I just think it's overall a weak, very weak right. region. I don't, I don't think they did a good job of balancing the powers. No, I agree. Looking at it now, especially from this viewpoint, it's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't really realize it. Because they always make it seem pretty good. I honestly, I've seen some of these bets today, but I haven't seen all these ones yet. So I'm glad I'm looking at these because these are probably really good values. If someone only had like so much money to spend, would you tell them to bet game by game, or would you tell them to go, you know, slap a little bit on these these props mm-hmm. just out of interest? I think I would do game by game. I I don't think futures are great if you have very low bankroll. Right. I would not recommend that. Gotcha. I was just curious. I was curious because I was looking at all of them, and there's always. I know when people first download an app like FanDuel, they don't bet much. They get very overwhelmed, and sometimes they place a large bet on something that's a future bet. Um, that's curious. So I'm, just, I'm looking through here on FanDuel. There's all kinds of fun things. Like if you go to tournament props, you can do the final four sum of all seeds. So like if you have a one, a two, two, and a two, that would be seven. Huh. I just think it's cool that you can bet on something like that. Right. Some of these first four team to reach the sweet 16. So basically you have Mississippi state, Pitt, Nevada, Arizona state. Well, one of those four make the sweet 16 at plus plus two forty. You get all four though. Yeah. I guess you get two first champions. Four team to reach the sweet 16. Yes. Same thing. So first four team to reach the final four. Do you see that? 3,500. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I would do that one. But no, you can bet no at minus two thousand. <laughs> yeah. Or like you can bet a team to make the elite eight. I love that. Yeah. Like if you think a team like Oral Roberts is good enough to string two or three, don't bet them to win the region. Bet them to plus thirty five hundred to make the elite eight. Yep, I saw that. I think they're doing that more than once out of every thirty five times. Oh yeah. Teams to make the Sweet Sixteen. Is there any that's pretty Alabama at minus two ninety is not terrible value? Is there anything that makes sense here? That's I'm going through. I'm trying to quickly go through. I was going to see what Oral's odds were. Did you see that? I, I really like Miami, Florida at plus 194 to make the Sweet 16. I think that's a very, a very good bet. Northern Kentucky. Oral Robinson's plus uh, 920. I, I will probably bet on that. I was going to say that's not a bad bet. Because there's no saying that they can't play – why can't they play Louisiana round two and win that game? Exactly. I'm trying to see if any of more of them make sense. Purdue minus 188. Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, that's um 
TCU plus 180. No, because they have to beat Gonzaga. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's You'd be better happen. off just betting a money line against Fine. Gonzaga. Yeah. Um, if you had to take a national champion bet right now, or if you're filling out your bracket, who would you champion? So I did fill fill one out today, and I, I did I did Gonzaga. Um, I'll do probably a couple different one. And looking at the the betting odds, I'd probably still looking at the odds go with them just because of the value there. I I think they're a team that, like you said, they're always kind of there, and people kind of don't appreciate them being there. So I feel like they could make a run to be there again. I I don't think their road's super difficult either necessarily compared to some of the ones that are above them. So I might put a sprinkle on Purdue at plus twelve hundred too, just because why not? Believe it or not, that's the best odds you've gotten Purdue at all year, or pretty much all year since they yeah. became number one. I would say for me, the best value is probably Texas at plus two thousand. I think that they're winning this national championship more than one out of every twenty times. Right, and I think they have the easiest way to the final four. So I think that would be my bet right now. Some of these um, are insane. It's just crazy how many options they have for me, but. But maybe if you had a gun to my head, maybe Alabama plus 800. One of those two, probably. Yeah. I mean, some of those ones up top are always kind of fun, but then you kind of like the, you know, those are the ones that seems like people put money on, and then obviously they don't win a lot of times. But, I mean, you never know. This will make it fun. You got any other bets? No, I would say that would probably, uh, until player props come out or until I dive into game by game statistically, I think that's, kind of the, the gist of where my mind's at now before I start diving in. Um, obviously, we're going to upload picks on Instagram. So if you follow us on Instagram, be sure to check that out. Um, I did create a social group on DraftKings. So for Instagram users, if you want to see my picks on DraftKings, uh, shoot us your username and I will add you. Uh, there's like eight or nine people in it already. Not a, not a bad turnout. Um, but yeah, we're... Excited for March Madness. Games start tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. That's right. Let's make money, boys. Have a good one, and thanks, That's boys. As always. <laughs>